This is Drop Tent Media Network. Hey, hold right there. Don't dare skip this. This is an important message. Me and my boy, Albert Davis, we want to tell you about our podcast, Seriously Dad. Albert, why should they listen? Because it's the best podcast in the world. It's by two comedians who are dads. And you know what we're talking about? Being dads. It's called Seriously Dad. Check us out on social media at Seriously Dad Podcast. And anywhere you get your podcast, that's where we're at. We're funny. We got some great guests coming our way. We cover the topics you want to hear. Check us out. Late Bloomers. With comedians Karen Schwartz and Sandra Doss. Hi. Hello, Karen. How are you? Good, Sandra. Good. I'm good. How are you? Welcome, everybody, to the second episode of the Late Bloomers podcast, starring comedians Karen Schwartz Hello. and, and Sandra Doss. Thank you so much, Sandra Doss, myself. Um, so I hope everybody had a great uh, Thanksgiving holiday. How was your holiday, Karen? It was really nice. It was really nice. Lovely. Yeah. Did you eat a lot of turkey? I did. Uh, did you cook it? No, I, that was the best part. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was the best part. I did not cook anything. Mm-hmm. I was an invited guest to join my neighbors. My family lives in, in different states. So my parents were actually, they were away on a cruise and, uh, you know, my sister's in California. So this is a pretty low key, yeah. low key holiday for me where I just got to kind of crash a friend's house. And that was awesome. Lovely. Was awesome. Yeah. I was in North Carolina with um, my uh, mother-in-law, my sister-in-law and her family and, and my husband and my son and my dogs. And we had a great time. Yeah. It was really fun and really fun. Uh, and so no cooking here. Of course, nobody trusts me to cook <laughs> any turkey. Yeah. No, that's dangerous. No, I was, um, I was demoted to cheese tray. Yeah. Uh, cheese many tray. years ago, many that's years ago, I was demoted to cheese tray yeah. and I haven't really haven't really uh, been promoted since. So. We have so much in common, Karen. There I we go. <laughs> because I am also on cheese tray. Nice. Yeah. yeah, they think I cut them really well. And I'm yeah. really good at labeling them. And they Ooh. say that's, you know. You took it a level beyond that's what your I thing. Doing, you so. know, I got to dress it up. You know, yes. you got to do something. Awesome. <laughs> Labels. You got to do something. Yeah, I'm not. The thing is that my husband cooks. He likes to cook. He's very yeah. talented. So his standards are very high when it comes to cooking. Mm. And uh, um, so it's really not worth it. And, you know, we decided to kind of, we went out. We went out. And so we had kind of surf and turf, you know. Oh, like, very cool. Yeah. Bird very. and shell. Bird <laughs> and shell. Bird and shell situation. And it was great. Everybody had um, a wonderful time. Oh, that's wonderful. That's awesome. Yeah. So today we thought we, we would talk um, a bit about... Um, how we, or anybody that is um, in this world of comedy, um, minds daily life for comedic material, um, and uh, so, so you you want to start? We can just um, kind of. Oh my! Yeah, I mean, there's there's one really big event that took place in my life this week that uh, wound up getting written into my my set and it seems to be working that was funny um i was there and yeah uh, yeah you were and uh it actually the 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 beginning of this story actually goes back to neil who i was on a seven Ooh. for seven show with 
And he told the, it was hysterical. He talked about his, I believe it was his mom who uh, was spending time. She had become widowed and and she was spending time with a new person, Mm -hmm. a male friend. And not long later, she needed to have her hip replaced. So he had a joke about the, the fuck hip. And I was in tears laughing. It was one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Thank what you. added to what made it funny was there was a woman who completely overreacted in the audience. And I think she clearly had been drinking too much and her friends had the sense to get her out of there. But as they were having her leave, she leaned in at me and said, he's an asshole. And like, she was just like, she was a complete disaster. And her friends were like, you know, and then they got her out. And I was like, what just happened? You know what I mean? Because like he didn't say anything directly to antagonize her. It wasn't like, you know, they had no interaction whatsoever. So the whole, the whole, her reacting that way really made no sense to me. But I was telling the, I retold that story at work. And then uh, it turns out that one of my closest friends at work, who's my work brother, you know, we've worked together for 25 years and we, we've had a history of pranking one another his dad passed away, which is horrible because I totally loved his dad. His dad was awesome. And uh, this is my buddy, Steve Hall. And Steve's mother started spending time with another widower that she's been friends with for forever. And uh, they've been spending a lot of time together. So I made the joke about pos- the possibility that his mom may also require the, the fuck hip. And although he laughed really hard and he was in tears laughing and I told him about Neil's joke and, you know, and he was, he thought it was really funny when he stopped from, when he stopped laughing, he said, you're going to hell, Karen. Like he was, you know, he was like, I can't believe you just said that. Like, so anyway, I knew he was going to get me back. uh, And he did. Uh, I was walking into my building the other day and I'm just, you know, walking in, minding my business, just thinking through my teaching day in my head. And as I'm walking past a darkened doorway of an empty room or what I thought was an empty room, he jumps out, like just jumps out and he goes, and he just just screams it. And, you know, he's really tall and he's just flailing his arms as he does it. And I'm like, and my entire bladder emptied. I mean, it wasn't just a little pee. My brain was telling my body I could stop it. And I couldn't like it just kept coming out and oh <laughs> i tried clenching i was like i must know how to know it just kept you guys kept coming out it's one and middle-aged women's biggest fears i mean know. i've had babies like so you know i mm-hmm. know if i feel the sneeze like i cross the leg right. or like yeah. you know i do the things to prevent i know not to jump up and down you know right. all those things but this was just a level of it wasn't a leak like we're talking full full emptying like Whatever you had came out. Everything yeah. came out. And I'm and as it's happening, I'm holding my the Wawa coffee cup and I'm like, you did this. But anyway, it's all and I'm just I'm just pissing everywhere. And he looked at me because he realized he could see it through yeah. visibly through happening. And the change of his expression on his face. And I'm trying to clench and breathe and calm down my heart. And I'm like, I hate you. Like I'm just trying to like do all those things and like tell me. And I'm, and I really don't hate him. I totally don't hate him because, but, uh, and I was like, oh my God, what do I do? Cause I'm fully soaked. 
And now I'm like, oh my God. And you still have to teach. I had to teach all yeah. day. Uh-huh. Um, and the kids were coming soon. So I'm like, ah, when a kid pisses themselves in my classroom, I send them to the school nurse. And so I went to the school nurse, you know, cause she's trained in a very specific type of accident victim, you know, like helping them. <laughs> I go to her and she was like, oh my God. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what are we going to do? So, um, thank God I had a pair of jeans in the car for, um, the gym I don't go to. Like I had the extra cheese, but I didn't have extra underwear. So we went through what she had and it turns out that a Husky boys, 18 to 20 pair of fruit of the loom boxer briefs in a pinch, they did the job. So, um, surprisingly comfortable, but I wound up wearing a pair of little kid boy underwear all day. Um, Now you won't go back. And actually, you know what? Not Not good. So in the beginning of the day, I felt really supported and I kind of, I was like, Ooh, right. I kind of, that's actually now throughout the day, I felt like I had to keep tugging them up, you know, that was losing like, and I was like, I wonder if this is what it's like, you know, yeah, you were missing something where yeah because yeah, in the beginning of the day, i was like i felt like everything was kind of all like being hugged in there and you know kind of and then throughout the day i was like having to yank the, the waistband up yeah we'll be right back saw the underwear and yeah because <laughs> yeah, I, I i ran right well you're still the, wearing like, them right? i was <laughs> that same, right? no i want no not today but um she stayed thing. with that thing on all the way well, you know i it was yeah well i had to run i ran straight there and i tell the joke and you were like nah and i i, I did the little and you were like well yeah the fruit of the loom yeah <laughs> talking about hey a new market you never know you started a trend here yeah <laughs> when you walked into the nurse's office were you like i had an accident uh, yeah. <laughs> you have to do it just so I she was had... like, uh, i know that's my I stuff yeah. and the she nurse like, didn't say sorry sorry you're like decades too late for me to help you oh, <laughs> she looked at me like "Ooh," um and then we're trying to do the conversion between like my size to kid size and yeah it's just funny we're trying to math it out we're just looking at the shelf of all the uh-huh. underpants yeah it's so funny that is funny well hey uh, i'm glad you solved the problem yeah it's, <laughs> that can happen see that's one good reason why um mature women usually stay away from jumpsuits and overalls exactly because that's flexing it man that it's is like uh, yeah i really have a good bladder well jumping period not only do yeah. i look Young enough, but my bladder is like a twenty-year-old. <laughs> what a weird flex! <laughs> what a weird flex! <laughs> like it's it. a flex for a million. Apparently, I have the yeah, bladder like of yeah. like a one hundred-year-old. I don't even. Well, you got scared. That someone be- jumped out and scared you. Thank you. Yeah, that's a very yeah. Thank I don't. You. I don't even mess around with that. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate your support. Uh, that just. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta train yourself for that. You know, what? <laughs> I, I think they call it, guys. I'm at any moment ready to be scared by a man jumping out of the corner, yeah. so don't worry <laughs> like, about me. I think they call it situational awareness, which I lack. So, yeah. Well, he surprised you. I don't he, know. He situational out of a dark yeah. classroom. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you gonna get him back? Ah, uh, I I want to more than anything. And I haven't, I haven't come up with an idea. I know he really upped the game there. He did. He took it to another level. And then what later in the day he did was I have a supply closet at the back of my classroom. He went into there after lunch. He thought he would, he went in my closet and tried to get me a second time. Oh man. 
And I was like, and you're you, like, well, you know, what do you like, mean? Like, then it just became like bullying. You know yeah. what I mean? Like at first it was funny. And then when he realized he made me pee, I think he was like, Oh, I'm liking that too much. He Did really, you tell him I'm all peed out? You, you won't get anything. Out I of mean, me. I, <laughs> I had, thankfully I had just emptied before I came back. On yeah. lunch, so, and to our listeners, so sorry. It turned <laughs> out into a pee. Yeah. This is so but hey you know we all I, do it right i you know, do need i do need to get them back though. we all have to manage that and i haven't so, thought of anything really great that's that's i'm mad at myself yeah. because i really it's important and i haven't come up with anything yet so wait i'm sorry what did you what are you mad at yourself about because i can't come up with anything as good like i need to get oh for him to get him back sorry uh-huh, oh uh-huh. You, you will you will yeah you will you will you have the bit yeah, you get the bit out of it. There you go. Bit, but I think make he, fun of him in the bit. I think he's like, hey, no, I'm interact. Like I think, I think that like was a reward. I think you need you to start. Will. Yeah. Actually, yeah. if more time passes, it will be a real surprise. If you do it too soon, he'll be on his guard. Maybe. Actually, that's the best kind <laughs> yeah. of revenge, right? So, Is he married, single? He's married. All right. Yeah, we got something. I'm friends with his wife. Maybe I could. Yeah, there oh. we go. Planning. I like oh, yeah. it. We'll yeah. come back. We'll we'll, we'll do yeah. a brainstorm and come back. Yeah. Yeah. My kid used to have a trampoline. Well, we got him a trampoline that he rarely used. And uh, um, and sometimes I would jump on, you know, the trampoline with him. And I was like, oh, oh, oh. I'm holding it here. <laughs> no, no, no. I better not yeah. do this anymore. It can happen. It doesn't take that much. Yeah. It doesn't take that much. <laughs> it can happen. You know, and I remember my doctor said, your first kid will do it. Even if you have like three or four, it was the first one. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, all worth it, whatever. But for those of you who are on the fence, you know, that's one thing. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's interesting how daily life is the best source of material. Oh, absolutely. Really, for me, I have to say that years ago, um, before I uh, decided to do comedy, um, I was very fit. I was, you know, very diligent with exercise, etc. Um, and I wore this very, very form-fitting red dress, and I loved it. But I was not happy with how it looked in the back because, well, you know, some some people have some butts, some of us don't. And and I really like how I looked in the, this dress. Mm-hmm. So I took a picture of me. This is before all the apps and before iPhones and all yeah. that stuff. And I took it to a Ritz camera and I told the person what I wanted, Photoshop to make it. You know, to... <laughs> oh no, wait, I told the story wrong because what I didn't want, I have a little bit of a belly because that's the last thing to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was fit. I was fine, but you know, we all want to be so perfect. So true, though. I mean, and, you can um, drink a glass of water and still. Yeah, like, and like, and really? I guess yeah. I thought, well, the yeah. back is, yeah. you know, I'm flat, but I can live with that and whatever. And maybe I was thinking aloud, and I took the uh, the picture to his Ritz camera, and the guy said, "Sure, I can do that for you." And he, when the picture came back to me, the guy had a big smile. A big, big smile. And I'm like, what? And he said, oh, you'll really like this. But he was smiling a bit too much. And I'm like, mm, <laughs> I think he had too much of a good time. Yeah. What? When I saw the photo, he had given me like an enormous butt. <laughs> the, the change that I wanted, he didn't do it. He said, no, you don't need that. 
And I'm like, oh my God, this guy, I'm paying him to do something. And now he feels that he can, you know, add his two cents. Well, like, no, no, let me tell you what you need. You don't need that. You need the butt. And so he added a big <laughs> butt. And there I was at the Ritz camera yeah. with the photo and the thing, because this is before, it, you yeah. know, and people at the shop and all that. And um, here I am saying, no, but I didn't want this butt. And people are like, wait, she said, but let me drop what I'm doing here. I'm just doing like my kid's soccer game. This is a lot juicier. I mean, listen, and everybody was listening. The guy's smiling and a lot of the guys smiling. And I was like, this is too much butt. And then <laughs> this lady was like, said no one ever. And I'm like, no, <laughs> it's too much butt. So that's something that really, that really happened. Mm. And it was very funny, embarrassing, ridiculous. And I was like, oh, I can't believe this is happening to me. Right. But I guess, you know, I guess this is what happens when you bring a picture and you, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I told him, I don't want this picture. He's like, no, I'm not going to charge you. Well, because he was keeping because it from he himself. He, he was he's it too much. And he probably yeah. has. Of course he's yeah. So I'm somewhere. Yeah. Who knows? You know. He's, he's Maybe he turned it into a poster. I could be in some, you know. Did you like, sign it for him or anything? I don't know. I could be <laughs> like, maybe he may, turned it into a poster and I could be in inside the body shop of some, you know, garage or some <laughs> mechanics place. Like I thought that. I recognized you. Ah, you uh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, at first I was like so embarrassing. Oh, my God. And now I'm like good <laughs> at least somebody saw me you know looking slim oh with gosh. a big butt but hey <laughs> the one time i saw one of those pictures in a body shop it had it had what looked like a very shiny surface mm -hmm. and that was because the woman's clothing were on a sheet of clear acetate and you could lift it up and she was nude underneath uh. so <laughs> i mean I'm just saying, so if he put you up in, in your dress, like yeah. that's a compliment. Yeah, I still have I still have the dress because I just look go. great in it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, eh, before uh, I fractured my ankle. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. And I, I wrote about it actually on a piece uh, that was uh, published in, in this website yeah. called Medium. Um, I guess it's like a blog. It's I don't know, they have like different sub stacks like muddy um and that kind of thing. So I wrote about it there and um, yeah, the red dress, my gosh. Yeah. That, that was some ridiculous stuff really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess that guy really liked his job or at least that day. That day. Yeah. I think he uh, made his day that job, that, you know. know? Yeah. So um, when you get an idea for comedy, what do you do? You write it down. Do you record it? You now I now I know to write it down. Like uh -huh. there have been things that just have naturally evolved, like in the course of a regular conversation, where just something funny is said, mm -hmm. or um, you know, it's uh, there'd be times I'd even be like doing like the catch up on life phone call with my parents, right. and you know, I would just be telling them about you know whatever and they would laugh at something that I wasn't intending to be saying in a funny way. Right. And I'd be like, they're like, that's funny. I'm like, is it? Okay. I'll write it down and uh -huh. I'll try that. Yeah. And then it turned, you know, if it makes somebody else laugh, I'm like, okay, all right. You know, yeah. cause they're going to be a little biased, you know, they're my parents. Right. So it's, 
that kind of stuff. I think like just the conversational stuff that like you don't realize you're being funny or. Um, right. Yeah. You know. And sometimes sometimes it's not ready to be used right away. Like the red grass yeah. thing that happened yeah. over, you know, 10 years ago. Um, and I was not ready. I mean, at the time I was not a comedian. Um, but now I'm ready to kind of refine it and see how I can turn it into a bit. Oh, definitely. Um, so a lot of things that may turn out wrong, uh, really, at least give you get that material. Out. Oh, 100%. You know? Yeah, because the more ridiculous, the more preposterous it is, the better it is for comedy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's um, it's really um, important to record it, whether it is written, writing it down mm. or or just note to self or you know, sending a voice memo or whatever it is that people use so that you don't forget. Um, yeah. Which is also why it's good to film. Oh yeah. Our sets because you never know what happened there mm -hmm. that made things funny. And you thought, Oh, well maybe it was a joke. Maybe it was something that happened during oh, yeah. the show. I mean, um, yeah. yeah. So many bar shows that, um, we do at this stage where we are. And, um, I call them, comedy by ambush because many times they don't oh i didn't know that i'm in a comedy show you know they're thinking i'm here talking to my friends after work mm -hmm. or whatever and so they want to talk and many times they have their back to you or whatever yep. and they're like oh no and here comes this comedian you really have to win them over uh for them mm -hmm. to stop talking and um, it's, <laughs> those are tough, man, because they really want to talk. And I understand it. But um, there's comedy happening. And I'm like, well, there has to be someone oh, in this yeah. bar that's like tired of looking at the bubbles in their beer. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. It's tough. I mean, even as like during my day job, because I'm, I'm an elementary school teacher by day. Uh -huh. And when I start class, yeah. I make it clear, you know, what's going on. We start the same five, same, you know, the first five minutes of every class the same way. I gather all the kids together to give a demonstration, go over directions real quick. And I, even though the kids know that for that five minutes, I need their attention because this is what we're doing today. Uh, they'll try to talk over me. They'll fool around with each other. They'll be super distracted. So they'll pull out Pokemon cards, so whatever. And I'm like, hey, and, you know, and then I'm flipping the lights or clapping some stupid signal for them to clap back or, you know, using like choral response things. Like when I count to three point to me, I'll cry, like just all that kind of nonsense. And it's I me. Mean, my kids are little though, and they need to be taught how to be, I don't want to say an audience necessarily, but you know, when someone's speaking to you out of respect, you're supposed to be looking at them and listening and it's just social skills. And it is frustrating, especially when you throw alcohol in the situation, right? right? We're in yeah, a bar. Yeah. Um, you know, you get that guy, those people who are really loud or cackly or whatever. And they're just there to unwind and let off their steam right. from the wing. Yeah. And here I am asking adults to get quiet, yeah. you know, yeah. like, and yeah. it's, yeah, I, I, I it's frustrating. Yeah. When you're in a real show, though, like, I don't want to say real show versus bar show, but if you're in a place where you know people are seated in rows of chairs yeah. and you're on an actual little stage where the expectation is that you're yeah. going to see comedy yeah uh, you definitely get uh, a better behaved audience for the most part mm -hmm. but yeah in a bar uh, they just see you stand there on the microphone and yeah. yeah you're competing with a lot yeah where he, here here's the thing that i yeah. did um 
And I don't know if I would have done it before, but I decided why not. I'm trying to also um, work on my sets in Spanish. And I don't get that many chances to uh, run my set in Spanish around Philadelphia. So I had to take my dog's beds to the laundromat. And, and I did. And I thought, you know what? Most people here speak Spanish. So I'm going to do my set here. And I told them what I was going to do. And at first, the manager was like, what? Is this person going to do something religious? What the heck? You know, some solicitation. And I said, no, no, I'm just going to say stuff. Yeah. You laugh if you feel like laughing. And if you don't, yeah. you know. So there you go. People are there, like, with their arms, looking at their phone, whatever. I, you know, I got I got some, some reaction oh, because nice. people, right. you know, were in a situation where they could pay attention. And they understood what I was yeah. saying. Um, so that worked and I thought, okay, well, th I guess it wasn't, you know, a total waste of time oh. bringing these beds through the laundry. Yeah, no, they're yeah. actually, they're enormous. Nice. That's I, why I, I've had people try to trade, like change my religion while I'm on the subway. Yeah. You know, I mean, but like being entertained at a laundromat, yeah. I think that'd be fun. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I would, if I have a short joke in my head, if I walk into the faculty room at school and I see somebody putting something in the microwave for two minutes, I'm like, I'm not keeping that person from working if I just use these next two minutes to try this. Wow, tough. And I know that they can't leave. They're yeah, not going to walk away. Set. <laughs> well, they're not walking away from, you know, reheating their lunch, right? right. So right. I just, I go and I see what happens. Yeah. So you're like, you're reheating your fish. Yeah. Uh, I caught you. Yeah. Well, now you have to listen to yeah, me. Yeah, there you go. You have to listen to me. And now now that me. they know what, what I'm doing, it's their Yeah, it's but I mean, you're like, better. I'll tell everyone yeah. that you were reheating fish. <laughs> in this tiny room with no windows yes <laughs> no really it's interesting when you can make people turn away from whatever they're doing yeah um and and connect you know make them laugh it's not just because we comedians love attention because that's the reality mm -hmm. but also we like to connect Absolutely. And it's fun when you make people laugh, you know, when you don't know them from Adam, from when they're very different from you. Yeah. Um, and, and you can laugh together. Well, That's really fun. Well, it is, it's all about the things we all share in the human experience that, uh -huh. you know, when something happens to, like to you and, you know, and you find that, you know, by talking about it in a room full of people and they're laughing, you're like, oh, wait, like, we, you know, it's, it's really, I think that's one of my favorite things about comedy is right. that you you know we are we all have things that you know we think make us different or whatever but you know once we're all laughing together about the same things i think that is uh we need more of that you know and right it, and it is that day-to-day -day yeah. stuff that day-to-day -day yeah. human experience stuff that like yeah. there is a lot of funny in that you know like right. And I think we take so many things so seriously and that's the stuff that we let divide us. But I think it's the funny stuff. We're seeing it yeah. in the right funny way. Like it's, I also brings people like together. to see, I like to see like a lineup of comedians that are so different from one another. Yes. Like, you yeah. don't expect this. And I can see, I've seen audience that are like, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is interesting. Here's this kid. That's like a junior in high school, whatever. Mm -hmm. And here's this lady that is like, could be his grandma, you know? Yeah. And uh, and they're in the same lineup, and they're taking pictures. You know, it's yeah. it's like comedy unites I love them. That. You know, yeah. And uh, and I think it's it's uh, of course I'm so envious of that young person that discovered that passion. 
they early. they got to bloom yeah. You know, yeah. on time. On no, time. actually, yeah. <laughs> they were premature bloomers, just like like the um like like the hostas, you know, that get confused in spring because you know, we get snow here and sometimes we have a couple of days of warmth and then plants get confused and right. they pop up. And I'm like, no, no, not yet, not yet. No. I had an experience um, with wearing wet bloomers earlier this week. So there you go. So there's early there bloomers, there's on time bloomers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. I dry bloomers are my favorite. Yeah. Well, those uh, actual heard. bloomers, <laughs> right? Bloomers that, yeah, that you wore. I think they were pretty on time because it's the kind of thing that happens to us, <laughs> happens to people. Um. <laughs> yeah. So what I've learned is, yeah, laughing about those things that connect us all is pretty awesome. Uh, except if it's Neil's fuck hip joke. Uh, apparently, just I think that's hysterical, and it's made now two people mad. So. <laughs> but i i do i will you know what i'm i will stand by that joke i will for always because it's it's one of my it was one of the funniest things i've ever heard just the phrase sounds great i love it i love everything about it and uh you know you're you're either you're either on the fuck hip team or you're not so yeah well yeah i feel like it talking about this there is no way that she was offended from the like i mean you can be offended from anything right but like it's. I'm not talking about her. I'm not talking about That's anybody around her. I'm exactly. talking about my own mother. Exactly. I'm not demonizing it at all. No. I don't know what. She, I think. I, don't I know wonder what if she was. She thought maybe that you were making fun of Boo, that. Booze will what? make people hear what they want to hear. That's so, so true. I don't and know. Alcohol makes it. Yeah. 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 So. And oftentimes people don't listen to the whole bit, and so they listen to one part. Like, wait a sure. minute. You know. Yeah. No. That's it. I mean, there was. She definitely was drinking. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, if you get fifty-one percent of the room, you're doing your job. I yeah. think one person walking out, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's fine. You know, like the, the joke that I usually start with, excuse me, you know, I say that I'm, you know, I'm, I, I don't want to tell the joke now, but people say, oh, so you're Puerto Rican, and I said, well, you, and and immediately I know they were not listening, right? They, they right. didn't get the joke. So yeah, I'm like, you're... okay, why did you laugh? You know, I want to stop. Actually, I've, I have asked people, did you laugh because of people around you? Because that's important. Why do people laugh when they're in the audience? Because people around them were laughing. I or think laughter is really... contagious. I do. Oh, well, I yeah. think it's more like if I don't laugh, then they will think or they will find out that I didn't right. get the joke. Right. Uh, many times I think it's they were not paying attention. Um, so yeah, so I'm going to have to quiz them afterwards and I, I've done, I've said it, you know, I'm going to quiz people afterwards to see if they got where I'm from. Um, kind of, you know, it's a little questionnaire about the comedians and that'll be on the test. That, <laughs> joke, always, that joke of yours though always does so well though. Consistently yeah, people, wherever you've told that joke and whoever else is in the room with us. Cause like we've played shows with, you know, really very different audiences yeah. You know, we, we played at that. Uh, well, you've, I've seen you do that joke at Soul Joel's. I've seen you do it at, I think it tuned up. And also at um, that restaurant, What was it wasn't Ethiopian food. It was Tracian or? It was that? Eritrean. Eritrean. Mm-hmm. And I will not be able to pronounce that the next time I bring yeah. it up either. Um, but, you know, that no matter where I've seen you tell that joke, it always goes over super well. Yeah. So. Yeah. And and when, when I've uh, told it in other parts of the country, it worked yeah. well. Um, it works well in Spanish too. So, yeah, well, it works well in Spanish where people actually know that it's common for, 
um, when I talk to people that I that don't know me is the first thing is, okay, so where are you from? What yeah. are you? What they want to ask is, what are you? You know, but yeah. they don't, you know, it doesn't sound to, <laughs> I don't mind, you know, what are you? Um, so yeah, so I had to, I had to start with that. Um, cause you know, there's this, this, um, discussion about, you know, whether comedy should be about your authentic self or mm. about what's funny, even right. if I don't know anything about you, because I don't, for instance, I don't necessarily want to know everything about comedians. I want to hear funny stuff. Yeah. You know, but other people really want to connect in that way, you know, like really find out, you know, yeah. who you are and, and you know, how unique one makes well, you unique. Well, and the more autobiographical our content is, the less like, well, I well, for one, I feel like the more relatable we become to the audience, the more autobiographical we are. And then also the less general you sound where like just anybody could be walking up there telling that that joke that's like anybody Do you know what i mean like yeah if it's, it's hard to if it's autobiographical somebody it's would not joke. take your joke because, yeah you know it's well nobody's gonna steal a joke about something super very specific to you. right it's that's like way true. less stealable i suppose i don't know i i was talking just i forget who i was talking to a fellow some a group of fellow comedians mm -hmm. after a show and they said well um I don't know if they mentioned Seinfeld. I, maybe it was Seinfeld yeah. that he doesn't really talk about himself, but more about uh, observation. Right. And and I was like, well, yes, but it's funny still. Right. I mean, I like it. You know, I, I, you know, it's one of the many comedians that I like, and, and it's funny. I don't need to know his his life, but others are very much about their lives. Oh, absolutely. And that's funny too. Oh, yeah. Also, so it's not one or the other. Um, it's a constant learning process, people, comedy. Mm -hmm. um, and, and both, uh, if you consume comedy, um, you also kind of um, find what you like more. And uh, yeah. that's interesting, too. Yeah, because we want to connect with everybody mm -hmm. um, as comedians. Uh, and, and as late bloomers, especially, because we do not have much time, people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is a sprint because no, you know, <laughs> our competitors are a lot here. Younger. But it's fun. It's yeah. fun. The journey is what Absolutely. the journey. We're enjoying the journey. Absolutely. We really are. Um, and it's fun. It's rewarding. Um, not as far as money. I mean, you have to get really, really famous uh, for it to really make sense financially. But um, but it's fun. It's something that really um you get hooked on oh it. yeah yeah my, so. my kids finally think there's like something i'm doing that's cool so that's fine I've yeah some, good. i've earned a little cred with my yeah. my kids so yeah you get your kids that's fun. yeah it's so funny like I, mean, I i've done other things that i think have a value you know <laughs> but they're you know like I, you know I, I don't have a grad school degree i own a house i you know <laughs> um you know, same job for 25 years, but no, but once I, you know, my kids saw some footage of me telling like dick jokes in a bar, like they're that, like, that's, oh, that's my mom. Like, it was yeah. like, I was like, yeah, like yeah. Hey, better late than never. You know what I mean? So, right. right. Um, yeah, I'll take they it. They don't appreciate that now. No, no, no on when they'll be I'll in their it. own. I'll take it. Yeah. You know what? I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. My um, kid the same way. The yeah. Same way. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, it's, it's, that stayed with me, yeah. you know, when he said, mom, I really think you're funny. At first I was like, I don't know. 
Is she doing this because she has no shame? No. Is she doing this because she'll do whatever she wants to do? Uh, no, I think you're funny. Yeah. I yeah. Think you're fun. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back. I have friends who told me, you know, I am not surprised because I remember how you consumed SNL and we were too young for that stuff. And you were watching it and staying up late and sneaking around to watch SNL and all that, you know, every single, you know, thing that had to do with comedy, Mm -hmm. you consume it, you know, South Park. Even though it's not my style of humor because I'm I'm cleanish. I mean, I like all kinds of humor. South Park family guy, all that, you know, I own all yeah. the seasons I like. My kid didn't, <laughs> you know, now he discovered them. He's like, oh, and I'm like, no, I don't feel comfortable watching them with you. You can watch them, but not with me. Your know, friends have also been um seeing my shows. And actually, they thought I they told me. Oh, I really had a good time, and I think you're funny. Before my yeah. kid did, mm. and so I'm like, mm, mm. I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy. Oh my gosh, my kids had friends over the one day, and they were like, "No, that's my mom's pickle Rick magnet on the tour." <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, yeah, of course it is." Yeah, no, I'm into all kinds of funny stuff too. And I used to, when I was a kid, I used to miss the bus on purpose because then if my dad was dropping me off on his way to work. The Howard Stern show would be on. And I would, you know, I would always, that would be my chance to hear that kind of humor. And, you know, it was, I mean, I'm sure a lot of it was over my head, but this makes sense. Loved it. Okay. This makes sense. Does it? Yeah. Yeah. People who've been exposed to Howard Stern too early. Yeah. There's a certain thing. I get it. I was there. There's a certain thing. Yeah, there is. Anyway, um, I was at uh, Wegmans and, uh, they were playing that song, You're So Vain. Oh, yeah. yeah. Carly Simon. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And there was this couple in front of me, and they were fighting. They were, like, arguing, but quietly, because we were in a, like, in a public place. And then the woman started singing the song, and she said, you're so lame. And she would look at him. And the cashier was laughing, and I was laughing. Yeah. And, yeah. and so that was kind of a silly moment. And we were just buying you know, whatever. Yeah. I think I had like, I don't know, COVID tests or whatever, yeah. you know, some something stupid. Or has it happened to you that you're buying something and then you're concerned that the cashier will judge you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I bought this. I was buying these two zucchinis. And, um, and, and I thought I better like buy something. A jar of marinara sauce or something. something. Because then, and I was like, wait a minute, why am I concerned about this? But then I thought, oh my God, this is what happens when you're a comedian or whatever you're thinking. You look at everything that way. Yeah. 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 The small, you know, the little details of life and how you can kind of make them um, funny, making something funny. Yeah. Which is, um, you know, that's also the writing and the delivery and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. That's uh, that's the challenge that we we really enjoy, and and you know when people laugh, that's of course the pay oh, the yeah. best payoff, uh, and the money is great too. <laughs> but you know the laughter, which is why we're doing it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that with kids, you have a lot. Oh my gosh! Well, even like yeah, my kids at school say some really hilarious things. That they don't even know they're funny. Um, but even my own, like, I mean, some of like. 
I mean, I've even like told, I've even said some things on stage that my kids have said to me and they're not jokes that I wrote. They're things that happen, you know, yeah. uh, like when, you know, I had gone through a divorce and then some disappointment, you know, attempting to date, uh, and my 22, now 22 year old at the time, I think she was like 16. She said, mom, you're not going to, you're not going to die alone because I really want to come watch. And like, you know, when she said it like that, I was like, oh my God. And like, I died laughing and I tell that joke. It's a dark joke. It's a dark, well, it divides the room. I'll tell you what, it's a very polarizing joke. Yeah. People who, people who have teenage daughters laugh like hell, right? People who who don't have teenage daughters, like, you know, and you know, like they kind of. Maybe don't say that at a, if, if you're ever hired like in a nursing or, you know, for some older, oh, right. you don't assisted say that living center, probably, maybe it's hitting, maybe not tell any jokes poster. about death at the assisted yeah. living center, but maybe the one about pee, maybe oh, that's more that. relatable. Maybe that's yeah. the yeah. commonality. That oh yeah. yeah. Millennials will be like, Oh no. And Gen Z, no, what, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I mean, pee and poo, it's always funny. That's yeah. universally funny, but it's kind of, it's not, you know, not necessarily relatable. <laughs> well, and the other, uh, the other thing that just came out of natural kind of conversation was during COVID, I did have uh, a high school boyfriend, a guy I dated in high school. He's not currently in high school. Ah, oh, oh my God. Uh, yes. We were I'm a teacher, you know, but I'm like, not like a Florida teacher. <laughs> uh, yeah. But he, uh, this guy, my same age at the time I was, you know, in my whatever mid forties, you know, just during COVID and this, this guy comes out of the woodwork Mm -hmm. and I noticed he had started like leaving a trail of like just liking stuff on Facebook that I was posting all of a sudden I'm like "Uh uh-huh uh-huh and then he slides into the dms and he's like how you doing I'm like "Eh, crazy isn't it and then he said hey do you think you could still have kids and I'm like "Uh, maybe but like no kids you'd want you know and like but I just said that as my natural response to that question because mm-hmm. of how old I am, you know what I mean? Like, can you imagine that kid, a kid I would have at my age? Are you for real? So my parents were asking me like, Hey, what's new? I was like, Oh, do you remember? You know, and I bring them up, you know, with my mom and dad and they're like, no way you heard from him. And, and then I told them about the conversation and my mom busted and got laughing over the <laughs> no kids you would want. She's like, that is hilarious. And then she went on and she told my aunt the story, my aunt's laughing. They're like, oh my gosh, Karen, you're so funny. You should try being a comedian. And I'm like, I was, I, I wasn't trying to be funny. I was just like responding to like a crazy question, you know. But like they, they found it funny. So again, like kind of like what Neil said about like when you try to like sometimes when he's trying to write, he doesn't feel like his family thinks he's as funny as like yeah. just when it naturally comes out. Yeah. Um, I, I have that experience too. I feel where sometimes if I'm writing, it feels kind of forced. So mm-hmm. sometimes I'll do like a combination of remembering to stop and write down something that somebody else told me was funny, but then I'll try to write punches or write something else to connect to it. Right. Uh, yeah. To kind of, um, yeah. kind of construct something with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah it, so, it's, yeah. it's more to get you yeah. thinking about, yeah. yeah. It's like, you yeah. know, I have notebooks of things that, it, you know, I write, Right. About a subject and then nothing happens. And sometimes something yeah. happens. And yeah. it's kind of like that, you know, yeah. because you we are mining, you yeah. know. <laughs> Miners oh, yeah. don't find gold right away. Yeah. Have to go through a lot of chaff. Sift. Yeah, a lot of you know, the sluice. And, I know. You gotta yeah. you 
Yeah. <laughs> a lot of panning. A lot but of open fun. miking, a lot of it open mic panning. Just that's the sluice yeah. of a yeah. yeah, you're just trying to well that's the weirdest thing in open mic because yeah. um oftentimes it's just comedians yeah. in the audience. Yeah. And they're all in their they're thinking about their own Absolutely. set and posturing and you know, mm-hmm. some little some things that we yeah. observe oh, yeah. because especially among young men, you know, that kind of, I'm cool. I'm, yeah. you know, that kind of thing, which is, it's funny to observe, you know, mm-hmm. I mean that, I just laugh at that. Just observing the peacocking and the, you know, how, oh, you yeah. see a lot. Uh, that's really, that's, I like that's it when, hilarious. I like it when the impromptu roast break out. Yeah. That's like probably my favorite time. Well, that's wonderful. I, that yeah. just, I love yeah. that. And I, I wish I could be more like that, like that on Me the too. fly. Me like, too. It's a skill. Some people yeah. are natural roasters. Oh yeah. my gosh, I admire that so much. Yeah, like that. Oh yeah, yeah. I want to get better at that. I love watching that. That yeah. just, that, I just, I laugh the hardest at that kind of like someone the way somebody riffs on something that just happened, and then like kind of oh I, the the set and spike. I'm like oh my god, like I just I I love yeah. it. Of course, nothing that I have identified as funny. I have to kind of go back and sure. what you do my notes. Well, I went to a skateboarding park. Um, and I went alone, nice. which is a weird thing because what right. is this woman doing here? Yeah. Any of these yeah. your kids? No, <laughs> no, no, no. Or going what? to a, who's going, asking? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is it to you? What the hell? You know? Or going to a dog park and just sitting there. And where's your dog? I don't have one. Yeah, that's, yeah, you can get away with that you, one. The skate park, that topic. one is kind of yeah. because well, that's a bench. But yeah. well, dog park if you have meat in your pockets yeah. and no dog, you know, uh, that's right. We have a problem. Right. There you go. Well, I went uh, and I just you know kind of yeah. liked the atmosphere and I didn't yeah. go thinking that it would be weird. Yeah. But it was a person when somebody started talking to me and when I said no, I don't have a dog. I'm just here and they were weirded out and I'm like, oh, I'm being weird. Oh, be weird in Tur- in Vancouver, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's just, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, you know, I have dogs at home. I'm like, don't feel weirded out. I can show you pictures of my dogs. I have to really. Oh, they're so cute. Yeah, I love your dogs. Um, I I had an experience. I put myself in a situation for a new experience, um, not intentionally, and it was before I was even a comic. But I think the story that I was able to glean from the crazy experience. It's why I went to my first ever open mic and I told it and that's what got me rolling. So uh, I think it's, it'd be a good thing for me to keep doing that kind of stuff. Just, you know, to come up with more material. Like, so right after a breakup, I had a, uh, before the breakup, I had signed up my previous companion and myself for a couple's glass blowing class. Mm-hmm. And after the breakup, I decided to go on my own. And, you know, when I arrived, it's, you know, all these couples that are leaving and, you know, and it was this cute place and everyone's like, oh, you're going to love it. I'm like, oh, thanks. And the place was run by uh, this adorable little husband and wife in the woods, you know, it's a little glass blowing studio. It's all magical and cute. And the guy comes out to be my, you know, my teacher and he's chubby. He's got the beard. He looks like Santa. And he's like, hey, you're making a vase today. Uh, where's the guy? Where's the guy to put flowers in your vase? And I'm like, what? I'm putting flowers in my own vase, you know. And he's like, good on you, kiddo, good on you. And I'm and I explain that, hey, I'm I'm, you know, here by myself. And hopefully that's fine. He's like, Oh, hell yeah, let's go. And I've raised two, he's telling me about the two strong daughters he raised and his granddaughters that he's got now. And he points to his Rosie the Riveter poster on the wall in the studio. Mm-hmm. And 
how much he supports strong women and, you know, and the whole time, super nurturing, a lot of added girls. I'm doing this, I'm doing this awesome job. And I'm like, I felt it was like a really healing experience because like the breakup really banged me up bad. Like I was, I had gone into therapy. I was going to a Reiki, doing all the weird crap. I'm wearing the bracelets. Like I could not feel like nothing I was doing was helping me feel better. But this class, I'm feeling awesome. Like I'm having the best time and the vase is beautiful and I'm super excited. So then I go to leave and, um, you know, we're admiring the vase and he's telling me how I have to come back for in three days to get it from the annealer. So you can't just leave with it and never go back. Like you got to go back. So then I'm, I settle up with him and I'm looking at his cute business cards with him and his wife on them and on the counter. And I'm thinking, I feel better. Like, you know what? The right person for me is out there just like these two have each other. Cause like, look at this beautiful, magical place that they share. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm feeling good. Like, things happen for a reason. Like I needed to see this. I needed to have this day. And I felt awesome. And just as I was about to leave, he ran over and he puts his arm across the doorway and he goes, wait, I can't let you leave without putting this out there. You're a beautiful and strong woman. And I'm like, Oh, like, cause my dad says that stuff, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, he's a good dad. Like he was just, I felt, I felt good. You know, this guy's about my dad's age and I'm vibing with him. Like, thank you. And I went to give him like a little half hug to be like, thank you. And he goes, and if you ever want your pussy licked, it's all I could think about the entire time you were here. Whoa. (laughs) So then I nervous laugh like a hyena and I'm like, ah. You got me. Like, cause I'm pretending it had to be a joke. And I go running off into the parking lot. Of course, mine's the only car there. And he's chasing me. Oh my chases God. Me, puts his arm on the door of my car. Now he's crying. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've been in a weird place. I've been in a weird place. And, and I'm like, I, I'm in a weird place right now. I can't even get my fucking car. Like I just wanted, I could not get out of there fast enough. But I, in the retelling of that story, I've been able to like, everybody's like, oh my God, Karen, you got to make that a bit. You got to, and I've been able to connect it up to other jokes that I tell where like, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, I tell my emergency contact jokes about how when you break up and you know, you don't lose, lose your boyfriend, you lose your emergency contact. Right. So then when he chases me to the car and says he's in a weird place, I'm like, in the joke, I finish it with, will you be my emergency contact? Like I, and then that's how I walk off. See, you know, that's like, and that always lands a, a joke, like a laugh rather. That's funny. But, but don't make them your emergency. But I haven't deliberately put myself in a glass blowing glass situation again, but I think yeah, going out to do something by yourself. Yeah. Um, and having those genuine interactions with people where they're not being careful because somebody else is there. Yeah. You're going to find more funny things happening, yeah. you know? So well, yeah. I went to a one of those paint, yeah, night like date yeah. night at a paint your own, you know, the painting thing, yeah. you know. And my husband is a very talented painter. He could do more. He just doesn't have time. Yeah. And I keep telling him this is for fun, you know, this is for fun. Yeah. Oh no, he just can't. He's it's just, this is too simple for him. So he decided he just would not even make the do the whatever project that yeah. we were assigned. He did something completely different. And so that was very awkward when the person in charge comes and see that he painted something completely different. Mm-hmm. And he was like, boring, he had bored. This is boring, whatever. And I'm like, please pretend. That's my thing. So, so that's why I go by myself to some 
activities because imagine he's yeah. not really he's not really with the program sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I've been married for 26 years. So um yeah. So you know <laughs> it's fine. We do a lot of a lot of fun stuff, but sometimes we just he just is not into a lot of things that I might be into. Mm. And that's okay. That's okay. Because then I get, you know, a lot of material out of those oh, yeah. solo ventures into dog parks and skate parks and things <laughs> like that. Um, yeah, pumpkin picking. Let's see. I used to do that with my kids. So, you know, I think I'm, I could go again. It would yeah. be a totally different vibe. Yeah. You know, yeah. But, you know, ah, yeah, we pick pumpkins. We got we got stung by bees. We we do all kind all those fall activities mm. kinda you know for so many years. That's I went to a pottery class with a friend and it was very awkward because there was a man looking at us doing the pottery. What the fuck? And uh, and I was like, yeah. oh no, this is is he casting us for like a remake of Ghost or right. Rose? What? You know, like, Did he get behind you and do the it, well, Patrick you know, Swayze? Like, yeah. Well, you know, yeah. we were not being particularly appropriate with our... With you your know. creations? Yeah. It's very easy for things to kind of take a different shape. Right. unintended. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. And then there are children around laughing because immediately they see what you're doing. Those are Mom, can children. I do that too? Yeah. No, you cannot. <laughs> That's pretty cheesy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I felt bad because the mother looked at me like you're corrupting my kid. I was I said it's an accident. I just kept my hands there for too long. And it, it was a vase, not like a sausage. <laughs> yeah, all that is all, all, all those things can really lend themselves to a lot of sometimes well, pottery making is is dirty. Like because when you not like yeah. pun like yeah, mud kind of messy. No, but yeah. the way you center clay. Yeah. You're you're pulling it up yeah. into a very phallic shape. Yeah, exactly. And then you're digging your fingers into it, yeah. opening it, like and you're you're making yeah. like an opening. So like at any different stage of its the process, it's looking like somebody's stuff or somebody else's stuff. Like it's looking like everybody's everybody's bits. You uh, know what I mean? Uh, like it's looking like, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I just said I just said pussy and I'm now I'm afraid to say penis and vagina. I don't know what's wrong with me, but at one point in the pottery process, it looks like a penis. Mm -hmm. And then once, and then like, once you start putting your fingers in it, and opening yeah. it up, then it's like the way the doctor stretches you out to help your baby come out. You know what I mean? Like, and you know, it, it's, it's, it's dirty. It looks dirty. And <laughs> Your hands are wet, and yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, it's a lot. The challenge is to it's make it look like it's not dirty. Yes, that's the thing to make yeah. it look like. Oh, no. see, I could put like, I don't know, like yeah. apples here or flowers, right. and yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you've done a lot of pottery. I mean, being an art teacher. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 There's a technique to where you teach the kids how to pull a handle, like to make, uh -huh. like if they're putting a handle on a project where you uh -huh. take the clay and then you have to keep wetting your hands and like <laughs> pulling it. Yeah. And it is the way that it's done. You can watch any pottery show on TV and that will back me up, but it just, it just feels wrong. And there's just like those couple of kids who are like, <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> you know, like. We can uh, draw some, some uh, lessons here. Um, pay attention, always be mindful of what's happening because it could be funny. It could create the funniest joke or bit. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, uh, that's another benefit of comedy. It made me be in the moment a lot more. Yeah. And also I would think, you know, like 
put that panning for gold reference back in there. Like, you know, you want to have it filled so that you can sift for something. And like, like what we were talking about earlier, like when Neil prompted us, that, that idea of putting yourself into a new situation yeah. outside of your comfort zone. Okay. That's always, uh, yeah. that's going to be a, a really surefire way to keep from something just getting a little too uh, like taken for granted. Like, you know what, like, like daily life can kind of become wallpaper where you don't notice anything. So you do kind of need to put yourself in a situation where your situational awareness is a bit heightened, where you're taking it in, you're having new, you know, you're, you're seeing something new or you're putting, you're in a new place or a new experience, new people. Um, yeah. Getting yeah. out of the comfort zone. That's, yeah. that's important for a comedian. The more experiences yeah. you have, the better for comedy. Oh yeah. Um, and it's, it, that's part of the fun it's part of so should we um talk about upcoming things or yeah why don't you guys give some plugs and uh okay so um so what uh i'll let karen okay. um, talk about the so yeah i'm wearing my, my soul joel's shirt today we've got uh there's some fun stuff happening at the end of december uh-huh. uh i'm really excited sandra and i are going to be on steve rinaldi's seven for seven on the 28th that's right which is Always a crazy fun time. And uh, that's at Soul Jules. seven o'clock, seven dollars, seven comedians. You can't beat it. So, um, yeah, tell and your friends in, uh, um, in Pottstown at Pots the Sunnybrook Ballroom. Yeah, so I go. love that place. Yeah. Um, so yeah, get there to that uh, on the twenty second. I'm doing the late night, uh, the nasty show. So I'm glad I got to practice cursing a little bit today. Mm -hmm. uh, that's late at night. I think that's at nine thirty at yeah. night. And uh, the 27th, uh, I'll be hosting for Missy G. Hall and Tata Sharice, who are in town. Okay, so I'm the, I worked with them once before, and I'm really excited I get to do that again. So fun. I'm pretty pumped. On the 15th, I'm going to be at Comedy Cabaret, and uh, I have some other shows in Spanish. So I, I don't have the dates yet, but they are in Spanish. So hit me up in my socials, and I'll be posting more on that my Instagram, which is uh, at Sandra Dawes Comedy, um, and on Facebook, Sandra M. Dawes. And that's all the socials I can handle now. Yeah. Oh, so, Sandra, <laughs> Sandra, real quick, the Comedy Cabaret location you'll be at on the 15th. Oh, it's, it's in, um, it's upstairs from uh, the restaurant. Oh, Pocos. the Doylestown one. Yeah. Doylestown, Doylestown. above Poco. Yeah. Okay. Cause yeah. they do have more than one. So, I just want to clarify yeah. that you'll be yeah. at that one. Okay. Thank you. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. 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 Awesome. True. So I guess then we're wrapping awesome. up. Awesome. Yeah. And I'm, today. I'm Karen Schwarz on Facebook and on Instagram. I'm at Schwarz Bollinger. Awesome. Thank you. So I guess we'll see you on the next one. Hi, I'm international man of mystery, Dan DePriel, and I'm one of the weekday comics. My friend Dave and I get paid to do comedy, believe it or not. But we're not allowed to tell all the jokes we want to tell. That's why we started this podcast. Join us every Tuesday at 8 p.m. where we're going to talk about the news of the day and tell a couple of jokes that we just don't feel comfortable telling on stage. Hey, we don't have careers, so who gives a <laughs> weekday comics? Our podcast, where we be the big bags of trash we were born to be uh, and aren't allowed on the shows they pay us to do. This has been a Drop Tent Media production.